Welcome to First Time Films. I am back. I am back in a hosting chair. It's been a long time. Should have left you. I was rapping another song there, but hey, here we go again. I am Quackeraji, <laughs> hosting First Time Films for the what feels like the first time since coming to America. <laughs> but hey ho, it is what it is. I, I, I got fired by Truffles and he realised that the ratings were going somewhat down since my firing, so he brought me back. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't like to rub in his face that this happened, but it is what it is. But joining me is someone even better. We got AJ. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad yeah. that I'm glad to be back because I also missed my last show. Yeah. Through Did you get fired as well? Hands. I got fired. Uh, I think what's happening is that David, David's on a bit of an ego trip and he's just firing all the best players, you know? No, no, no. I should have gone to sign a contract this time instead of giving me his words. But anyway, speaking of <laughs> giving words, so this film we're going to talk about is Jerry Maguire. Um, or if you like, you can have the mishap I had and the fact that uh, a WhatsApp group chat was made up and it was show me the money. So I searched show me the money to be the film office I am. And it came up on Netflix as a TV series. I was like, no, that's, so, not, that's not what David yeah. said us to watch. <laughs> yeah, I thought it went rogue on me and thought, I'll mm-hmm. bring him back after firing him and just uh, rub him for a bit. But no, mm-hmm. it is Jerry McGuire watching. So was this your first time watching it? Yes, it was. It was too for me. So it's uh, first time films. It's a first time film. I know, I know. Although I did say on an early episode that the day that first time films think of a film that I've actually seen it's time to shut down well folks that has actually come to fruition no we're not shutting mm-hmm. the podcast down but we have had a film suggested so all that is to come yeah. just make sure you're subscribed to first time films to catch when that's coming out also yeah. like us on Facebook Twitter Instagram everywhere you find social media just search for first time film and join the FT crew and everything so AJ, whilst we're here, you know something, Truffles never does this. As part of my new contract, I'm gonna I'm just gonna take full reign. Do you have anything you would like to plug right now? Um no. No, no. I don't have anything to plug. This is this is the only thing I do. You know how the bad the wedding when they say uh, speak there or forever hold your peace? Like this yeah. is that moment now. Yeah, that is me. Uh, no, I have I have nothing to plug because unlike David, mm-hmm. I, I this is my only pie. David this has his finger in many pies, so this is my only pie. That he does, but we won't talk about his uh, bedroom activity anyway. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> he's gonna kill me for that one. <laughs> so oh, well. anyway, you'll he, be too tired to edit. <laughs> I know. I'm not even gonna tell him. You'll will be put off on Spotify. And it'll be like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. Jenny Maguire, before I get sacked again, uh, <laughs> came out in 1996. Before, obviously, it came out, um, like, came to fruition that we were going to watch this film and review it. Did you, have you heard of it before or anything for you, AJ? Well, this is what, I, this is, this is how I knew, I knew so little about this film going into it. 
David messaged me on Messenger be like, I think we're going to do Jenny Maguire. Do you want to do it? And I had never heard of it. So he just added mm-hmm. me to the WhatsApp and I was done. And it wasn't until I sat down to actually watch it that I realised like it was like a drama, comedy, romance thing. Mm-hmm. Before that, I thought it was... A, I, I, I didn't even know um, that Tom Cruise was in it. I thought it was about the kids, you know, Ray. Yeah. Also, well. I thought yeah. his name was Jerry Maguire. I thought it was about him. No, it was, yeah. Nothing, I thought it was going to be like a little comedy about kids, but it's literally the opposite. It was so depressing. See, for me, <laughs> and for me, like I'm a big Austin Powers fan. I absolutely yeah. love Austin Powers. Doctor Evil is my favorite movie villain all time. Like <laughs> for for me, Doctor Evil can do no wrong, which is quite ironic. And I just remember a scene where he's time travelled back to the 1960s and he's Mm -hmm. phoning the president to to threaten him that he's going to destroy the world unless you pay me money. And on the phone he keeps saying, show me the money, show me the money. Show me the money, yeah. (laughs) And it it was Dr. Evil's son that said, Jerry Maguire hasn't come out for another 30 years. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, no, I always do this when I watch things in reverse, where I, I watch Scary Movie before I watch uh, Scream, for example. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just my bad. But I like holidays. I can't, I can't stress it. So, yeah. uh, set the scene, Jerry Maguire, it's Tom Cruise, um, would you say this is one of his earlier films, like the film that kind of broke him out? Um, maybe I'm gonna have a wee look at some of it. Oh, to be honest, the only thing that I've ever enjoyed that Tom Cruise is in and watched mm. over and over again is that action, what's it called, Night and Day? Yeah, but that's Maybe. the only other Tom, Tom. I know he's like obviously a really famous a- actor, mm-hmm. and I know mm-hmm. of him. But I've literally put my like, the kind of films that he he is in is not the kind of films I would go out my way to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, it shows you my movie knowledge because I've just looked up his filmography. He did Top Gun in nineteen eighty six. I believe that was quite popular back then. Yeah. And Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible was the same year, so ninety six was the year of the cruise, I suppose. Mhm. Mhm. So, what, uh, yeah. what movie gave all right, he's, he's, his big break was Risky Business in 1983 there we go there we um, go so, this is, so I think he's probably his peak when this came out maybe mm-hmm. possible well not his peak because he's still good now but you know what I mean like he's, he's, he's already very successful yeah, and then he found Scientology and became a weirdo. Anyway, uh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we move on from that one, obviously. So Jerry Maguire setting the scene is about a sports agent. So agents, it's big business, big money, finding those players, selling them. And, and America, I can only imagine that. And American football, I'm going to call it American football, not football, because... They use their yeah. hands more. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, see, I don't know about you, but the Super Bowl is halftime show. Oh, that's over. Like, we'll go to sleep. Yeah, it's all about the halftime show. Exactly. I don't even know how, how it works, the American football. But to um, be fair, I don't really know how normal football works. 
My dad's a rugby fan, so uh, it means nothing to me. All right, fair play, fair play. Um, you're not missing much on American football front side. <laughs> uh, I, I generally like Super Bowl as halftime show, which this year was absolutely cracking. I loved it. And the, everything else before it was just like, they're just stopping the play all the time. I can't get into this, but um, it's a big deal. In, in the true American style, even the coin toss is a big deal where they bring out ex-presidents mm-hmm. from 19 canteen to throw up the coin and it's got fireworks, pyro and music and a marching band just to flip a coin when somebody could have just went heads or tails, flip, done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's America in a nutshell right there. So, yes, uh, he's working at a big firm and he he, get, he does get fired by the looks of things. He gets fired from uh, working at uh, Sports Management International. Um, what did you think about the way he kind of left the business? Well, so basically he like has like an emotional breakdown and mm-hmm. realises that like the corporate world of being a sports agent is very cold and no one actually cares about the players anymore it's all about the money mm-hmm. and then he creates this mission statement basically being like i know what's a great idea and like but this is this is what i think this is <laughs> this is my first problem with the film mm-hmm. and it happened very early on is that he's a clearly 35 very successful very smart man mm-hmm. so in what world could this very smart knowledgeable sports agent think that it would be a good idea to go to what is clearly a like huge for-profit company and be like my new innovative idea that I think we should do is make less money and think Mm -hmm. that he wasn't going to get fired so he's Mm -hmm. obviously like he's had this emotional breakdown and been like oh you know what's a great idea let's write to all of my co-workers and say I've got a great idea for the business let's do less business Let's make mm-hmm. less money. How great would that be? And then he yeah. gets back. So, like, it's kind of his own fault. And, like, I know you're meant to feel bad for him because he is, like, fighting the good fight. But at the same time, he's fighting the stupid fight because it was yeah. the most stupid thing ever. So when it comes to sports contracts, it's binary in terms of what sort of contract. Uh, there's no heart. There's no nothing. It's mm-hmm. what can this make me? Uh, there's an element of care when you're when the person you're representing may be injured or whatever so there's mm-hmm. a moment of reflection but then I'm sorry to say it's on to the next number um, exactly. there, there could always be a number a new number 7 or a new number 1 or a new number um, 69 let's go with that number for no other reason <laughs> um, so, so what I found interesting was the fact that it was uh, Jerry's protege himself that fired him they delivered the yeah. That was that was the like the 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 blow. That was him mm-hmm. taking the biggest L, being like, mm-hmm. "Oh, sorry, sorry, boss, you're fine." Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, we all, we also kind of see the the start of his uh, relationship with uh, who he was p- played by Remy Zellweger. I keep forgetting the name of the person. That I think she it's, was, Dor- it's Dorothy. I think that's the one, Dorothy. Um, 
a, a very bizarre start with the airline and everything that happened there. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah, pretending I don't to know how that's meant to make you feel about the characters because it made me like him less. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Just a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Although something I will say, see his breakdown he had in front of all the staff, and it reminds me of a, a very famous motto I have is that I don't get myself angry on the spot and the reason being is because I will always say something stupid that I look back and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. why, did I, why did I say that? I was yeah. always like that and that just had all the echoes of it. I was like, I'm going to yeah. do this, I'm going to do that. Who's joining me? Crickets. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, nobody. Yeah, but, but it's like, what was he expecting? He literally goes like insane and then goes, Who's gonna come with me? And everyone's like, You literally want us to come with you, lose mm-hmm. our jobs, lose our pensions, and make less money for mm-hmm. what? For, for for the good of, for, for the good. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, at that point, obviously, when it came out in 1996, everything was just like, obviously, right now, capitalism's huge, but it's like, then it was still like, People like were still like, oh, maybe for the for the good of humanity, we'll make less money. And everyone else is like, mm-hmm. we're trying to make more money. We're trying to be bigger. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it does it does feel a bit. I sort of see like where they were trying to go with it because obviously, who has directed it again? I've I've seen a few of them. Directed like, by. Yeah, Cameron Crowe. Cameron I think Crow, he wrote it. So yeah. And, like, all of his films are kind of about, like, humanity and, like, finding the good in humanity. So I see the point, like, it's it's all about trying to, like, have the... It's all about the little things in life rather than the big things. But mm-hmm. watching it now, like, in 2022, it seems like it's too happy-go-lucky, which is for the time. Because mm-hmm. like, when I was um, watching the ad on YouTube... Um, so that's the first thing I do before I watch it is I watch the trailer just to sort of get the vibe of like the same okay, yeah. and at all the comments are like from 10 years ago and I was like mm-hmm. how did YouTube even look all kicking 10 years ago mm-hmm. um, and all the comments were like oh, there's, like there was this one comment that made me pure chuckle it was like this, jo- this film made me quit my job and go back to university to get a better job it's such a happy go lucky film that makes you realise like that life is worth living and I was like I watched it and I was literally like, that's like a pipe dream. Whereas back in the day, they were watching it and they were like, oh my God, this is so inspiring. So it's so funny how the time difference, like how it can resonate very differently depending mm. on what year you're watching it. <laughs> yeah. No, I can see it being iconic. However, like, I, don't, I don't know how you feel about it, AJ. Like, I, I did like the story. I did like the plot of it. However, I do feel the film stretched out a bit too much. Yeah, I think the, it was it's a bit long, but I think it, that also might be because we're in this stage so used to things like for like this the pacing of things to be faster mm-hmm. and for a lot to be happening because we've got shorter attention spans. Yeah. Whereas back in nineteen ninety six, this would be like a nice relaxed film to watch in the cinema and like on a Saturday mm-hmm. night kind of thing. Whereas nowadays you're so used to things that are like fast paced and entertaining and one thing after another after another that it's mm-hmm. like it seems possibly a bit boring and the story seems a bit tame. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
it's 139 minutes runtime. Uh, for me, a film, film that I always have this discussion with my girlfriend is like, a film buffer for me is 90 minutes. It's a sweet spot for me. <laughs> like, 90 minutes, an hour and a half? Yeah. <laughs> what films are an hour and a half long? Quite, quite a good, quite good films. <laughs> good films? I don't even. I don't think I've ever watched a film that's an hour and a half long. Yeah. Is that is that like a short film? What what films are an hour and a half long? Uh, some of the rush hours are, I think. Oh well, I've never seen any of them. My favorite uh, films are like mm-hmm. long, like really long, like three nah, hours. I I could do it. I could do it. Like right now, me and my girlfriend are watching through the Lord of the Rings films because they're my mm-hmm. like my favorite series and like mm-hmm. the extended editions are like four and a half hours long mm-hmm. what, what, and it's what? like yeah and it's like if you want to watch all three it, there's only three films if you want to watch all three extended editions mm-hmm. you're talking like 12 hours mm-hmm. you can do it in a day you can but it's so good so I've actually just looked up. Rush Hour One was a hundred, uh, was one hour thirty-eight. Rush Hour mm-hmm. Two was one hour thirty-four. Rush Hour Three was one hour thirty-one. Perfect. Oh my God, that's so. I literally don't think I've ever seen a film that's an hour and a half long. That's they exist. They're, t- they're good because see, at that time you've watched one film, I could have watched two. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing. See, when I'm when you're watching Lord of the Rings, you have to think of it like a TV program and just watch it an hour at a time. Otherwise, it just gets too much. So you actually, like, break it down. I actually went to one of the Lord of the Rings, and I think it was the second one. I went to see that the cinema, and I actually fell asleep. <laughs> Two hours. Yeah, I think this is the kind of chat that got me fired in the first place, so I should watch. <laughs> that you to be fair, see if you're not into it, it's good speaking material because the music's quite soothing sometimes. That's and probably not It's that that actually was is that see there were times where like I used to have weird insomnia where I, I couldn't sleep unless something different atmospheric it was weird. I couldn't sleep unless <laughs> something different happened. So mm-hmm. there was a phase where I went to sleep with the TV on so I basically put the TV on sleep function and then I'll just fall asleep and the TV still going then it'll turn itself off because I want to yeah. save my energy bills and all that stuff. So <laughs> for a cinema is essentially like a big version of my bedroom for a yeah. while. <laughs> so I could just fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could fall asleep in the cinema because I'm like too worried about other people but I definitely fall asleep every single Oh, time. I don't care. I I'll go. I can go. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I'm a snorer, I'm too afraid. Oh, too I'm, afraid of I, the, the backlash. I, I, I'm a big snorer and I couldn't give a rat's. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll be back to Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to come to you um, straight off the bat, right? So I'm guessing the people listening to this have already seen it, or if they've not seen it, then. Spoiler alert, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some of the characters. So, Cooper Gooding Jr., who played Rod Tidwell, a very yeah. interesting character who likes to scream, show me the money. What did you think of his performance in this? 
Do you know what? This is this is one thing I can give the film because over like overall I wasn't that impressed, but I think that might just be because it's like a very not a simple film, but it's like it's got like its point, and there was no surprises. That's the thing. Like that. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't like about it is that it was a very simple film, had a very simple point, and it was just mm-hmm. it was enjoyable. But I wouldn't go in my way to watch it. But the one thing that was really good about it. Is I think it's cast really well. I think mm-hmm. everyone who cast on the roles like really, really worked, and I think Rod was one of them because I'm pretty sure I was watching an interview and it's like the person who was meant to play Rod was supposed to be like six foot, but they chose that actor because he played it really well, and then they just had to like adapt the character. And I think mm-hmm. he was very charismatic, like charismatic, and I really enjoyed all the scenes that he was in. I feel like sometimes in that film it felt like the scenes were just filler but all of the ones that you were in were very interesting to watch and he just mm-hmm. like he definitely like you could take your eyes off his performance which I enjoyed well that year it was accolades galore for Cuba Academy Award mm-hmm. for Best Supported Actor a Comedy Award for Funny Supported Actor and Motion Picture Blockbuster a Golden mm-hmm. Globe as well for support to the actor. I I can see why he was very entertaining yeah. in this. Um, the way he he would hold Jerry to account about in just this quirky way, but you knew he was serious about certain things. Yeah. Um, and how he handled the fact that at the time he wasn't the his main person that Jerry was looking after. He was obviously going for. Uh, the crush man who mm-hmm. his father says his word is his bond and it's stronger than any contract but that turned <laughs> out to be complete BS because of yeah. um, his mouth is racism <laughs> <laughs> so yeah definitely on that one yeah. uh, what, what about is a Weger who played Dorothy yeah love her mm-hmm. and I loved her loved her enough. I think she played the character very well in a way that was both funny but also endearing. Like, you felt bad for her. Like, to be honest, I never really liked, really liked the main characters and everything, so I, don't, I didn't really like the character of Jerry Blyer. So mm-hmm. when they were, like, falling out, obviously sides with Renee, and then when they got back together, I was a bit like, girl, you could do better, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I really liked her character. But my favourite character... And mm-hmm. also my favourite thing about the entire film was her son, Ray. He's just so cute. All of the scenes that he was in were my favourite, especially the one where they're like on the phone with Rod. That was actually made me pish myself. It was so mm-hmm. funny. Yes, Jonathan Wapnicki, who is... Yeah, he's in Stuart Little. Oh, he's Stuart so Little. cute, man. He's so cute. I just want him sitting in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, uh, uh, so... But uh, my sister was big into celebs go dating, and he was mm-hmm. one of the celebs uh, in that film. So, oh my god, uh, is he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was one of the celebs. So he flew. He he got extended up dating someone, and he flew her off to America. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. He was on celebs go dating. That's so funny. I, oh I my god! I'm definitely. I'm definitely gonna watch that now. Yes. He's, not as as, he's not as cute as he was as a child, though. So. I just remember Joey Essex refused to acknowledge him as Jonathan Lipnick. He would just call him Stuart Little all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So yeah, Jonathan Lipnicki, he did go on to do obviously a strip little, Doctor Do Little as well, and for the love of money and so many different not not as big iconic films as obviously Jerry Maguire or Stuart Little, but he did go on to do quite a bit and some T V roles and everything. So yeah. Yeah, Stuart, Stuart Little was was his biggest win. Mm-hmm. Uh he's quite a lot of accolades in there. I mean he did do Jerry Maguire when he was six years old, for example. So yeah. a long illustrious yeah. career. Nowadays thirty one. I know, so. and he, and he's so cute in it. He's just so mm-hmm. cute. I like, just love his little cheeky smile. Mm-hmm. The glasses as well was quite Yeah, the glasses and the little messy hair and the big T shirts on his tiny little body. Yeah, he's actually mm-hmm. like a little like a little teddy bear. <laughs> and I think well, that, that, like Jerry Maguire and Ray's relationship was just so cute mm-hmm. even though I didn't like him in the end he was very yeah. cute yeah. Uh, well so that's kind of like the main characters in there so we do know that uh, Jerry and Dorothy do get married in very strange circumstances because to me it just seemed like he was stopping her from going to San Diego I yeah. don't know if it was actually for love love yeah, I don't know. I think it was very, like you said, strange circumstances where he just like mm-hmm. sort of had this breakdown. Then he got with her, and then she was like, "Oh, I might move," and he was like, "No, don't go," because he's already lost so much. But then mm-hmm. I think in the end, obviously, we do end up together, and it's quite cute. But um, I think that bit was a bit like maybe they shouldn't have got married. Maybe they should have just like stayed dating. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, getting married sometimes does just, like, blow out of the water. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm saying definitely, like I know from experience. If my girlfriend is listening to this, I've never been married before. <laughs> if I have, it's been some weird alternative universe that I don't even know what was happening. Now I've just made myself remember. sound like a... I know. Now I've just made myself sound like an ultimate junkie, but here we go. <laughs> here we go. So, with that, would you be? Would you watch Jerry Maguire again at all? Um, probably not. If I was to be honest, probably not. Just because it's like not the kind of film that I would watch for fun. Mm-hmm. like in my own time but it's like say like it's the kind of film that I think my mum would like and say that she wanted to stick it on while I was over mm-hmm. I would I would like I would wouldn't tell her to turn it off because it is meant to be like feel good film and the kids really cute and like it does have a good like point but mm-hmm. at the same time it's just not my it's not my cup of tea mm-hmm. yeah I mean the story was great I don't like the ending where like, well, not so much Rod getting wiped out, but how he mm-hmm. jumped back up and he, he got that 11 million contract. He originally wanted 10, yeah. but he got he the 11. 10, he got 11. Yeah, exactly. And just this reaction. And imagining that's how, how you would feel if you were getting a contract with those kind of figures put on it. That's how you yeah. would kind of react. So, and even like back in the day, 1996, oh, 11 million? That would be mm-hmm. twenty million by now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be more than that, but like eleven million pound was 
corners right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, no, he did well out of that. So, uh, well done to Rod. Um, my favourite character in that film, to be fair, was Rod. Uh, uh-huh. The energy Cooper brings to it and the way he was breakdancing after scoring a touchdown as well. <laughs> um, I, you always forget that Rod, uh, the Rod Cuba, um, and his one of his hobbies is breakdancing and it's something that he's put mm-hmm. into his films like Rat Race, where, yeah. uh, have you seen Rat Race? Yeah, and I've not seen it, but I've seen clips from it because clips. I was watching them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he does break dance on the, on the stage at the end. So, And he's really good at it as well. So <laughs> uh, there's a really good uh, clip of him dancing and the Grave Norton show and Snoop Dogg's there, of all people. And it's just Snoop Dogg's commentary on it and how he does a window, for example. It's just so funny. You should watch it. It will change your life. <laughs> It will change my We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, for me, probably because of the length of it, you know, I now know the, sto- the story of it is the best thing about it. And uh, Rod's energy, for me, I probably wouldn't watch it again, uh, willingly or knowingly. But I, I can't, I won't like slate it completely. Yeah. In that way. It was like I, it was an okay film, okay feel good film. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the acting and the writing, but it's not like something I'd rush to watch again for death. Yeah, what would you rate out of ten? I'd give it a uh, six. Six. Yeah. Okay. It's like look, look warm. Look warm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. What it's not a five. Warm? It's not. It's not halfway because the fives are for like things that I'm completely like indifferent about but it was okay. it had more positives than negative but it just wasn't for me yeah well on that I would probably only because Cuba's energy brings it up again I would give it a 7 7, seven out of 10 yeah. so that is 13 out of 20 if my maths is correct so yeah, Jerry Maguire, go watch it now. It's on Netflix, so you can, mm-hmm. um, if you if you're not saving up for the house, you can now watch it. Sorry, I just thought I put my two cents into that debate quite literally. <laughs> uh, so uh, we on the, on to the news section. I I don't think uh, Truffles has got any music yet. I I said this the first time I hosted that the news needs to have a little like jingle or something. <laughs> like a jingle. Well, yeah. there was a dad that he wanted us to watch. Right, you know what? I'm going to do some ground bacon jingle right now. <laughs> okay. It's now time for first time the films news. Right, so Chippendale. <laughs> you see the yeah. trailer? I did indeed watch the trailer, and it literally looks so good. It does. It did give me a lot of nostalgia from, like, obviously the chipmunks. Yeah, and... I just, like, think it looks, I think it's, I think the thing that's so exciting about it is that the idea of mixing, like, animated and, like, live action, like, mm-hmm. we've seen it before in, like, Enchanted and stuff like that, but I think in this, like, having the different levels of animation and live action mixed together is just so interesting and I think it looks so funny. Mm-hmm. And does. I like when they mix, like, like obviously child like things that are for kids with things that are for adults you know mm-hmm. 
I saw quite a few famous uh, names in the trailer at the end. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I did see like uh, Andy Sandberg, for example. Uh, Seth Rogen's name also appeared there. So yeah. uh, it seems to be a bit star-studded. Whenever I say star-studded, I instantly get a bit nervous because then I think about um, Rock of Ages. <laughs> that, that absolute monstrosity of a film that was I just, like Rock of Ages so you like it <laughs> yeah I just think it's so funny you, you right so you actually watched that and you thought yeah this is quite good yeah well I, I watched I've seen obviously seen Rock of Ages like the musical on stage a few times mm-hmm. and I thought the film was really funny but I just think it's like you can't. I see if you don't take it too seriously, it is just a wild ride, and it's so fun. I'll move on from that. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the film that uh, almost got me fired first time around because I, I know I have I have heard your your issues with it. Oh, I honestly. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> we're, we're trying to keep this as PG as possible before I go mm-hmm. into a uh, two-hour swearing rant. We've <laughs> uh, <laughs> not got time for that. It's already we, too late. We, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. It's. Is it something that you're going to watch yourself? Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. It looks like a like a fun, like a fun ride. Like it looks like it'll be funny. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think I think if anything, the world needs a bit of like light adventure comedy right now, and I mm-hmm. think it looks like it'll mix a good amount of like nostalgia with also mm-hmm. just like adult humor. And also, it's going to be on Disney Plus, so it's like yeah. you have to go to the cinema. You can just like watch it and then watch so, yeah, I probably will watch it. Probably, yeah. probably will watch it. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I may give a wee crack. Let's see. And let's see what's what. I think I'll give a wee try and see. And yeah, why not? I mean, I'm looking at this cast here. Uh, Andy Samberg plays Dale. Um, and John Lee. Yeah. yeah. Chef, exactly, exactly. So quite a, quite a wild range of uh, actors uh, yeah, being in on this. So with that, we are both watch that. Now we're gonna. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce this. Baz Luhrmann's. Is that yeah, how you Baz Luhrmann. Yeah. Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. So, Elvis. What did you think of the trailer? I think the trailer looked good. It looked like some. It definitely gave like. Like it made it seem like it was like going to be like an epic, mm-hmm. like retelling. But at the same time, I don't really enjoy these sort of mm-hmm. biopics. I really, I really like had a love hate relationship with the Freddie Mercury one, so that's why I'm like, I don't know, because I really liked it. I really liked the Freddie Mercury portrayal, but also I felt like it was very too much watered down in PG, mm-hmm. and I think that they'll probably do the same thing with this. So I don't think it's something that I'd go out my way to watch unless it had either really good or really bad reviews, and I wanted to see for myself, mm-hmm. but. I think that the trailer looked good and gave it definitely a sense of like excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, 
I'm neutral to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's it's not it's not tingling any intriguing mm-hmm. strings or anything. It's just like oh, it's Elvis Presley. It made me think of my one weird fact I had know about Elvis Presley. Uh, do you know the only t- only place he's been to in United Kingdom? Where? Glasgow pressed with Airport. <laughs> was it for like a layover or something? Yeah, he was on his way to Germany. So the guy, the only time he's been to UK is when he did a stopover in Ayrshire. Oh, nice. How rock and roll is that? That is rock and roll. Exactly. Best place to be anyway. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's my random. I wonder if they'll do that scene just for me. <laughs> like I'm just stepping off the plane, they step in that yeah. to fly over. I wonder if they'll do that just for me. I don't know. Uh, could you watch and tell me? <laughs> because if they do, then I'll definitely watch it. <laughs> That's yeah. A good if, <laughs> yeah. That, if, if press were, if press looks in it, I'll give I'll give you a bump. Yeah. Although it'll be like Eurovision when they say they're in Edinburgh, and then it looks like they're filming outside the hydro. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that film? Yeah. 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 Oh, that one. I was just like, that's a hydro. Come on. Yeah, um, watching it through my pedantic glasses. So, <laughs> with that, we're going to wrap up on the show on Jerry Maguire also show me the money, uh, as it's now commonly known as. Uh, yeah, we're renaming it Show Me the Money because the, that is what it's called. Then. Plus, we. Jerry Maguire as, an, as a title of a film. It's mm-hmm. very unassuming. It doesn't give anything away. Whereas "Show Me the Money" mm-hmm. seems like a more apt title. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, it's very uh, narcissistic of Jerry to just literally name the film after himself, don't you think? Yeah, but then maybe that's the point because at the start he is like a, a narcissist, and then towards mm-hmm. the end yeah. he's grown. So maybe there's some sort of deeper meaning there, yeah. or maybe they were just lazy. Mm-hmm. That that sorts that one out. <laughs> AJ, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. And to you all us at home, thank you for joining us. Just make sure you're subscribed wherever you're watching this. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Android Podcasts, Anchor. There, there's so many podcasts out there. Search for First Time Films, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, subscribe for future shows or listen back to our back catalogue of films. Hear me berate Rock of Ages if you like to, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just for the giggles. And we shall catch you soon. Bye-bye for now. Yep.